The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, hello friends and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. And thank you for joining us on this Thursday edition as we continue to study the Word of God. We're so glad you're with us. And have just taken a few minutes out of your time today, whether you're watching this live at 11 o'clock or whether you're watching this later or whether you're listening to this later, uh, we are so glad you're with us. Again, a couple quick ways to remind you of how you can catch watch us. If for some reason you're unable to get this live, and you want to catch it or you want to f- go back. We've done several of these through Psalms, we went through Proverbs, through Habakkuk, and so there's other ones. If you'd like to get other ones, they'll go back here even in Joseph over the last few episodes. Um, they can all be obviously all found in our website, bensalembaptist.org, and you can go by halfway down that main page is a link to the Social Truth Podcast, and there's links to all the different video and audio files. Uh, if you say, I just don't want to go to a website, you can go to Amazon Music, TuneIn, Apple Music, or Spotify, and you can download the podcast. There'll be audio versions of it. It'll be there for free. Uh, you can use Alexa. Just tell it to search Source of Truth Podcast. And uh, so if you want to follow in one of those ways, you can do that as well. And uh, so we're, but we're glad you're with us and taking just a few minutes out of your day today, wherever you may be, to study the Word of God. And uh, so we're going to continue in Genesis chapter 45 tonight, or this morning, as we evaluate, pick up kind of where we left off, where we were talking about the picture of Joseph as Christ. And we're going to build a little bit off that, not in the area of forgiveness, which we dealt with last time, but dig deeper in the area of more of some of the picture we can see of what Joseph was for his people, his home, his land, um, his family, and what Jesus is for us. So back in Genesis chapter 45, beginning in verse number 16, the Bible says, And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come, and it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, lay your beast, and go, and get you into the land of Canaan. And take your father and your households, and come to me, and I will give you the good land of Egypt, and ye shall eat of the fat of the lamb. Now thou art commanded, this do ye, take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones, and for your wives, and bring your father, and come. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of the land of the Egypt is yours. And the children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and gave them provision for the way. And to all them he gave each man changes of raiment, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner ten donkeys laden with good things of Egypt, and ten she-donkeys laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed, and he said unto them, See that ye fall not out by the way. Now what we see here is we just, we just got done talking about yesterday Joseph's brothers and how we see this reconciliation that started. Obviously it started with their hearts being prepared, the recognition of their decision to this point, and they were ready. They were ready to face Joseph. They were ready to accept the forgiveness of Joseph and begin this process of reconciliation, which ultimately resulted in them leaving Cain in this, during this horrendous famine and move out to Egypt. And so it became well known across the land that his brothers were there, Joseph's brothers were there. Please remember, 
Joseph was kind of like a superstar at this point. He comes out of nowhere, a Hebrew comes out of nowhere, found in prison of all places, and he comes and, and he is able to interpret a dream that God had given to Pharaoh. And through that, the land of Egypt was not only saved from the impending famine that was gonna come their way, they are without a doubt now the wealthiest nation in the land because everybody came to them to buy of provisions that they had. They were given it and they distorted it. And so they are a superpower of all superpowers of the day. And, and this is all a result of Joseph. And not only Joseph interpreting the dream, but knowing what to do with it and then doing it well and, and taking care of it. The people of Egypt have been taken care of and the people around. So you know, I imagine Joseph's a bit of a superstar at this point. And so when they find out that Joseph's brothers are coming, they're excited, come. Listen, we want to reward anybody who's related to Joseph. We want to reward anybody. You are part of our family because of what Joseph's done for us. And so he gives his command, listen, just, just leave your stuff here. Go home, get your family, bring them up here. Live in the land of Egypt. Live here with us. We're going to take care of you. Don't even worry about your wagons. We'll give you your own stuff. We'll give you our stuff. Everything we have here is yours and great appreciation. Now we know years later, Joseph's off the scene and, and, then, and then because the children of Israel had gotten so big, they got nervous and so they enslaved them and that became a big battle in a different scenario. But this is how it started. They come up but it was started in goodwill. It was started as a good thing. And so they're brought up and they do, they go home and we'll talk about the story, we'll talk later about the conversation between jo uh, Jacob and his brothers and that's an intriguing conversation, a lot in it uh, to look at itself. But we see the picture, what picture can you get? So if we were to go back and continue to see Joseph, now remember, the Old Testament, there are some unique things we see in the Old Testament. One of them is what's called Christophanies, where Jesus takes physical form. Um, one of those more than likely was when Abraham was debating with God about um, Sodom and Gomorrah and, and saved them because, uh, because Lot lived there, he was conversating with a human. And so more than likely that's how it was, either a theophany where it was God or Christophany, it was Jesus taking physical form and he was arguing with them. And so that's happened throughout the Bible in the Old Testament where God would take a form or Jesus would take a form, a theophany or a Christophany, and they would intermingle with humans at this point. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a picture. It's that we can look at the Old Testament. Remember, we said everything in the Old Testament is part of the narrative that points to Jesus, and that's part of this. So Joseph goes, and he is put through torture, and he's brought to a place where he is, I'm going to care if we use the word Savior, but he's in a place where he can be used to save his family from this famine that inevitably blew would have killed them. And so now uh, he's in that position. And that is the picture we see of Jesus. Jesus is sent out of his home. He's sent to go through torture, to hang on the cross, to save his people from their own sins, from the things they don't even realize at that time are going to cause ultimate pain and ultimate punishment in a place called hell. And so, and just like that, Joseph is here. Now Joseph's, he's, he's, he's living in authority. And he sees his brother, says, bring him up. There's five more years of this famine. I, I believe what was intended probably was to come up for the remainder of the family. He said, listen, there's five more years, come join me. Come live with me up here and then ultimately you can go back to Canaan, you can go back to the promised land. We know that was a long time later. Uh, they had to go through 40 years in the wilderness and all these different things, but that was, you can go home later. But right now, come. I don't think it was really intended to be as long as it ended up being. But so they, they go home and do it. So what are some things that we can see in this picture um, where we can see how Christ works, he worked it's a picture through Joseph that means today. Well, obviously there was salvation. Obviously Joseph was not a savior in the aspect of Jesus, 
but he was able, through following the, the doors that God opened for him and being faithful to God, was able to offer human salvation through healing and through, through this time of famine. He was able to be the one that brought, that brought protection, that brought uh, the ultimate salvation of the human lives of people due to the famine. And so that is the picture. Jesus came and the ultimate reason was to purchase our salvation. He went to the cross for nothing he had done, just like Joseph going to prison for nothing he had done. And he died upon the cross for you and for me. Uh, because that he to purchase the salvation of our souls. But it's not only salvation was there's a picture. The other picture is that there was provision. Hey, come and live here and we will provide for you. We will take care of you. If there was any family, and you understand, you understand he's been 20 plus years. Joseph's brothers were older than him. There were 12 of them plus Joseph. And so they had wives and they had kids. And yeah, granted, that's a pretty big family. You wouldn't need a big bus or whatever to get them there. But that there would have been, you know, quickly grew into hundreds of people. This wasn't just a, hey, give them a big home. Or, you know, this was a huge, they were going to take over a large portion of Egypt. He said, come and, we're, and they were taken care of because Egypt will take care of you because of Joseph. So there was the provision, just like God does for us. And we are faithful to God and we are wise stewards of what God's given us. And in our resources and our finances, God will provide us with more. And God will take care of and he will provide for us. David said, I was young and I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread. So we can see that provision that when we're right with God, walking with God, being wise with what God's given us, he's promised provision. He's promised to take care of us. So we see that promise, that salvation, we see that provision, but there's a third one. There's protection. They were to come and, uh, come and live in Egypt. They've been saved from the famine. They were provided for, they were protected by basically by Joseph. You really, Joseph was in charge. There's nothing else you could do about that. So you see, and we could probably dig even further into some of these pictures, which we won't do, but what we simplistically get to see is, if nothing else, unique aspect of interpretation. And there's a part, we use the term interpretation. An interpretation is how to take what's being taught and understand what the meaning of it is. There's a lot of different applications in Scripture, but there's only one meaning. There's only true one true meaning and interpretation of what that verse says. Uh, for instance, um, one of the things you have to be careful about, when I, when I talk today about the picture of Joseph as Christ and all of this, a lot of people take this a little further and say that Jesus is that, you know, he was the picture and Jesus treats us today because the church age is really Jew, the, the, the Jewish people replaced. Israel's no longer on the scene and all these promises have been replaced with the church today. We are not the Israel of today. We are not. Uh, if you interpret the Bible correctly, Israel is Israel of Old Testament. At the end of Malachi, there's this 400-year gap before John the Baptist comes. And frankly, it ends there. The cross comes. At the, Jesus dies. He rises again. The birth of the, birth of the church has begun. And uh, 40, it was 50 days later at Acts 2, the, um, the uh, church is recognized by the Holy Spirit coming. And then you have the New Testament time. The promises to Israel in the Old Testament are not fulfilled in the church of today. It just doesn't. And someone said a while back, well, there was the word uh, called out assembly in the Old Testament. Yeah, because there was a group assembled. That doesn't mean they were the church. The church requires, one, the death and burial resurrection of Jesus Christ. It requires the Holy Spirit. Those things did not exist in the Old Testament. And so you see, if you're not careful, you can interpret it incorrectly. So what we want to do, understand is that there's a picture, but again, it's a picture that points to one day, of Jesus one day. Abraham and Isaac and the Mount Moriah was a picture 
Because God, Abraham said, God will provide himself a lamb. And he, he said, all ten of the ram in the thicket. But it was a picture of one day Jesus' son, just like Isaac the picture, on that mountain, one day giving himself for us. The Old Testament constantly has got a list of pictures that we look forward to Jesus. Here's one of the simplistic reasons we look at that. Why? Because these pictures point to Jesus as the Messiah, which the Jewish people generally still deny today. And it helps us to see that the Old Testament was not just a book even for us to ignore today. We that live in the New Testament times, it's easy for us, if we're not careful, to ignore the Old Testament. We don't need the Old Testament. Who cares about the Old Testament? We've got the Gospels. We've got Pauline epistles. That's wrong. Even though many of the promises do not apply to us because we're not Israel, the application is there. We can learn about God. We can learn about his plan. And there's so much we can learn and need to learn. It's an interesting principle as we look at this today, that the Word of God, uh, in its form. It's all one narrative and it's important to study every aspect of it and see how God is intricately working in every part to ultimately draw us to Him. Well, thank you so much for joining us today uh, just for an opportunity to really do a study today through this and we're grateful for the salvation that Jesus offers to us, the provision that we have in Him and the protection we have from Satan. And that's what we can hold on to today. And if you don't have that in your life, we'd love the, I, I encourage you today, if you want to call us, we'd love a chance to talk to you about it. But Call upon Jesus, recognize your need, and call upon him today, because I can tell you that is the most important decision you will ever make. You cannot enjoy what we talked about, the truth of Jesus, and all that comes without calling upon him and making him your Savior. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we finish the week out together. And we hope you have a great remainder of your day. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.